welcome to the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast. My name is Jacob Dahlin. Uh, first time repeat guest, Urban Omark from episode 11. Welcome back. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at scandlux.com. Fun to be back. Yeah, so uh, we got kind of, there was so much more to talk about in our last episode. We're not going to go back and do too much introduction of Urban. So if go back to episode 11 and you can hear all about his um, his upbringing in Evertonio and Ernkredsvik. But I want to jump right into, uh, so we're going to pick, uh, I'm, I'm going to ask a question here, and that is a little bit controversial, especially on the heels of the Swedish, I mean, on the uh, uh, world champ, world juniors. What's the problem with Swedish junior hockey? That's a big question, really big question. And uh, I don't think it's not lots of problem, but, but uh, as always, when you talk about development, it's uh, not right or wrong. It's about you have to find a way to getting better. And that can change all the time. You have to adjust everything every time to get better. And it's like a team or a player or it's Swedish hockey totally. Yeah. So, so I had this conversation recently with a couple of guys in uh, uh, that that work in player development in in the North American Hockey League, and and we were comparing the Swedish model versus the U.S. model. So you have the 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 U.S. model that has the North the the NTDP, the National Development what whatever it's called. I, I forget what the uh, Training and Development Program um, that you can't argue with the talent that it's produced. So it takes the top talent from all over us. It's a focused program through every district into the regionals, into the national camps. And then they qualify to, 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 to come into the national T training development program, uh, which I think is in Ar Ann Arbor, Michigan. And that produces every year, first round draft picks that go straight into the N or, you know, that goes into the NHL. But the interesting conversation we were having was, well, in Sweden, you have 23 sort of NTDPs. That is the academies in high school or in gymnasium that is called the NIUs. So they thought, wow, that's a much better program because now, instead of just focusing on one, you now have 23. Yes. But it's as always, you have uh, the pluses and the minus. And uh, in Sweden, I look at USA, what they're doing, and look something they have that we don't have. And that's because that program gives you a, the environment must be awesome, like to compete every day against the best guys in. Uh, in the country uh, and the level of the guys who learn that's i think a big win is everyone every guy is so talented and learn fast and that's the biggest thing to develop fast is yeah. the faster you learn things 
you can take the next step, the next step. And then you get all the guys with you. Uh, that's not uh, when you have 23 different, it's well, the top is not that good in 23 places because it should be number one in every, in the same then. Uh, and the bottom level is much lower. So yeah. you can't move forward in your uh, progress that fast. And well, then, it, it, it would be interesting. I haven't had this opportunity, but it would be interesting just to peep into the level of competition in practices on and off the ice uh, for those guys in NTDP. And I would imagine that that is much higher than what it is uh, intra-squad, so to speak, within the Swedish system. Another big difference, though, is um, so in the Swedish system, the guy that goes from, so he's at a local level and he is choosing now to go into hockey gymnasium. So he is 15 years old and he is recruited and he goes into one of the top programs. Is the is the opportunity and perhaps also the problem of getting pushed up too fast too soon. So they are the best player at the U16 or J18 level before gymnasium. Now he goes to a to a NIU and he goes into J18 or may not even play at all at the J18 level, goes straight into J20 and maybe not even play more than one year in J20 and go straight into Allsvenskan or SHF. And he's never got to be the top dog. Yeah, and that's like the normal thing was happening in Sweden right now, I think. And uh, that's why I don't, don't think we get the most creative guys uh, that level they could be because... They don't get that big role, the big minutes to be the king shit in in their team. Uh, like if you, I I watch back in time, Conor McDavid or now Bedard, like they score like three points a game in the average whole season, and those guys getting really good to make the last shot, make the last pass. And when I look back at it uh, in Sweden, I can't find any player who played a whole season like that. And I find Peter Forsberg made like 102 points in 39 games. Otherwise, it's like you do that for a couple of games and then you move up. And then your points get lower. You don't get that self-confidence to be invincible in all situations. And... When you feel you're invincible, you're going to be a really good player. That's, uh, I'm convinced of that. Uh, and so, so, so let's go, let's, let's go there a little bit because I think since you are from Örnsköldsvik and Modo, or you spend a lot of time yeah. within that yeah. organization. Uh, so let's use, of course, I mean, everybody talks about Peter Forsberg and Marcus Naslin, but, but, Sure, he had the opportunity to, to play at that level, and he and, and there was a good example. He played 
at the junior level, but then he also got to play at the senior level, but he got to be, uh, but he was also pushed at the junior level because he had Marcus Nasland and others that they competed every day in practice as well. Yeah, they have a perfect like environment. They have the have lots of good. If you compare to the U.S., they have the top members in Swedish hockey, like uh, in um, born uh, seventy three, and uh, then you have a couple of good guys seventy four and seventy five as well. But but you have lots of really good players in the same age. So we have got a top uh, environment. You played a lots of minutes, score lots of points, and you have the push to play like with the the uh, senior team some games. And at that time, you could many games you could sit on the bench just, but you was in that environment and see the very guys play and and learn and 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 still to to be a good hockey player you have to watch lots of hockey and to sit on the bench and watch the big guys play and how they talk, how they do everything. You get a really good school for, to be a good hockey player. So, um, so, so uh, l- l- let me dig into that a little bit too, though, is here's, here lies another big problem within Swedish junior hockey is, is it better? <laughs> are you getting better coaching automatically when you're moving up? Or are you getting better coaching at the junior level for that player? So meaning this person, when they, when they stay down, they get better. They actually get a better coach for that player than when they move up. Or is it the opposite? When they move up, they now have access to being coached by an even better coach. What is your opinion? I think... Overall, the coach role, I think we make it a little bit too big in some way. Uh, what, what, uh, how you can uh, impact on a player because for sure you can coach a player. That's, uh, but I think the environment is much more important. Um, because in some my belief is that the player has one must want to be a hockey player the coach can't tell you to be a hockey player of course you have to have the drive to to be that guy and and have the belief and everything that's more more important than which coach you have and and the fun thing is if you are that player like you are the best player. Doesn't matter. I think the co- the coach has a smaller role in that player because you get a more f- free role. The coach will not tell you do this, do that. You can make mistakes. You can because you are the best player and you're gonna win the game for the team. So, so so as long as you are in an organization that that allows you to get good coaching collectively meaning systems and and facilities and diet and load and recovery and 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 video reviews and all that kind of stuff what's the most important what i'm hearing you say is 
is be in an environment that that nurtures your your mental capacity rather than the educational part. Yeah, because I've seen lots of like Elias Pettersson. Uh, he become a pretty good player and a really talented guy. Uh, and I saw I I was his opponent at that time when he came, and he was like small guy. I didn't recognize him at all in the beginning of the season, but it didn't take long before he. What the fuck? Who is that guy? Because he stood out so, and uh, the environment he came from was not uh, what I heard like top notch. Uh, but he and uh, then uh, Dalen came to uh, from Hovershuteta. I think Jonathan came to Timran, and they got a pair who who competed hard, loved to be on the ice and compete, and and they helped each other and. And uh, it went really good. So, like I said before, it's uh, it's no right or wrong. It's like what fits you. But but if you're going to be creative, you can't have someone who close your limits all the time. Yeah. Then you're going to think uh, I can't do that. So, so, so you're in a position and have been for a, for a number of years where you're looking at, you know, even look at yourself where you came from Evertornio yeah. versus someone that grows up in the city. They have yeah. different environment. They have different upbringing. They have different cultures. They have different values. People and kids are different and players and players are different and they have different family dynamics and and these type of things. So players are different and how much time are we spending in actually developing the relationship with these players where we get to know who they are to then put them in the right environment to succeed? Versus, man, I'm looking at your stats at U16 level, and you had, you know, 1.5 points per per game, so you will be a great fit here. Yeah, um, and that's really hard to to have a good answer at. But in some way, that's the problem. Problem with hockey is it's so wide. Like you have to have a lot for things to be a successful but at the same time you have to know what's the most important important thing for me to be the best player what shall i work with? do you have the like myself was no one needed to tell me to practice or you have to do like those things uh, my biggest issue as a player was a coach who said you have to play simple because I'm pretty black and white in how I not as much today as I was like in the younger age but when you have that black and white and said play simple Sim play simple for me was okay I can't do anything it was like okay I have the puck just play it at the board like, boring. Back, boring 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 yeah 
uh, and for example, can I describe when I was a kid, I had problem with my throat and I called my mom and said, what should I do? My mom said, uh, drink lots of water for the throat. So I hang up the phone and uh, after a while I called back and said, mom, now I've drink, uh, been drinking three liters water. I don't can get it anymore. And she said, what? <laughs> you can't drink that much. Uh, but it was like black and white. That was how my brain worked. And now I learned to a little bit see between my fingers about those things. But And it's hard as a coach to know every play like that. It's, there you can see it like the goalie coaches, how long they can. But they have like one or two guys to work with. It's so much easier than you're going to be a head coach for 22 players uh, and have a relationship where you're going to say if they're going to play or not. So it's it's really hard to to get to know the player that well you want to know. And, and, and how many players at the age 15 know themselves who they are and can express it? No. And and you're not the brain. They're, is, they're trying to figure growing. it out, right? Yeah, exactly. And you have to learn, and uh, and there is like the, the environment can shape them too, hopefully. And that's why the choice of where you're gonna have your education so important for you to say, what do I need to yeah. become the best? Is it safety net? Yes, because for, because I'm a, a guy who who do everything by the book outside. I need an environment to like maybe have a little bit uh, more creative or, or in an organization who are really strict in everything. And yes, then I'm going to be a box. Yeah. Like, so it's. Um, so, so let's go there for a second, because I think that this is, this is another area that's been pretty, pretty apparent to me is that whether we like it or not, they're very, very different. Um, uh, it's not a level playing field in junior hockey in Sweden, even within the same division. So J18 region, which is the top division of J18, uh, there's a big difference between Club A, Club B, and Club C when it comes to Facilities, coaching uh, staff numbers, and coaching education, and that all comes down to money. And uh, I mean, money is a big, big deal, right? But what's what's the big difference between the different organizations that you see at the junior level? Uh... It's hard to say because it changed a lot. Uh, but you see, if you are from an SHL club, you have a lot more money, and it's you and see, you have very nice facilities. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, then you have some clubs in Alsanskan who can can compete with the SHL clubs in in some way. Maybe not in staff, how many staff you have or. or but you have the facilities and uh, you have like good people 
but not the same level as SHL teams. And then you have the like the bottom, uh, like Alsanskan teams who their J20 are not even close. They don't have the facilities or nothing, or, or the best play from their club go to the big clubs uh, when they junior. So, yeah, and I mean, and if you're the top player, why would you go to, you know, why why in the world would you choose? one of the second tier clubs if you have the opportunity if you're good enough to to play mm-hmm. at the top play top level where you and the, the other part is all right financially they're going to fix a place for you to play, stay you may yeah. not have to pay for your equipment versus over here you have to find your own place and by the way we don't have any stick deals yeah right and that- but when you go and play this player is going to play that player who who has those facilities. I'm not saying that just because you didn't get a – that you had to go and buy your own stick doesn't mean that you're a better or worse player. But I think that from a recruitment standpoint, the 15-, 16-year-old that is leaving home and, you know, and you are the top prospect out there, where are you going to choose is going to be the, the place that you're not going to choose the second-tier place. Not many players no. will do that. No, that that's for sure. It's it's like a parents if you have to pay for the uh, like apartment uh, and the, the equipment and the sticks uh, and you, the club takes some pay for like for the season or something like that compared to pay your uh, club uh, membership for three hundred crowns or something uh, and you have to pay maybe half your apartment so yeah and it's a pretty big difference and then the difference between players will change right away when you have those uh, numbers as well yeah and but then the question then comes to at the top echelon then the 23 let's go back to that right quick about the 23 NIUs that are together I mean yeah. they're competing they they should have the same type of the the, the 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 there's a big difference between the SHL club that plays at J18 or J20 elite versus the the uh, that plays in the NIU and the the one that has a division 2 team that also plays at the J18 uh region level right but if you compare the Let's take Frölunda, Rögle, HV71, Örebro. Yep. All of them are playing. They have similar facilities, right? They're all NIUs. But, you know, so they're all competing for the talent out there every year. Yeah. And, 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 um... but, but here it is now. You are the, you, you, you are the, if you're the number one recruit. Yeah. Right versus the number, how many? How many guys are they accepting every year? Fifteen. It's uh, fourteen. It's uh, like top number. Uh, right. So, but you, normally, to the guys, if I'm gonna make a tip to the guys to fill the places, so never put in fourteen. It because you you work with humans, something will happen all the time. So you have to have some 
space to do something different. It's, With, it, wiggle room. So, but if you're the 14th guy versus the number one guy, if you're in the number one guy, you could have also been the number one guy at the other teams because you were probably already invited and probably been recruited at five different places. Definitely. But, but if you're the number 14, you're probably not recruited by all of them. Nope. And the question is going to be, where are you better off? What's the right place for you? Especially you may be a talent that is, uh, you know, later developing physically. Right. If, if it was my son or daughter who was in that position, uh, you have to look what kind of individual person do I have to deal with? What is, uh, uh, and then it's like, where is maybe when you are at that age? I've been in, in camps and today, and you have the phones, so, so, social media, and stuff like that. Everyone knows each other in yeah. in one way. Um, it's to find maybe a guy who is good for you. It's like. You, when you talk about in sales or when you're gonna find someone who you uh, like to be with enjoying and something you can be a body like and competing guy and at the same time be at your team like to get an environment where the sun is wanting to um give it all like for the dream and then you have to like it you have to enjoy life uh and you, and, and you want to be with people that you enjoy being with that you drive yeah. with as a personality and are that good you have like you can choose where or that environment where where should that be yeah. um, that's the the plus to be that kind of player uh, instead of number 14 where you maybe you get the little spot to get the environment to that I can be good and then you have to be a little bit more luck like to where I'm going and maybe your luck could be like the number one guy he's that good so he go up to the men's team and you your development goes fast and then you take his spot because one spot getting open, you yeah. get a spot uh, much more higher in the team. So uh, you can't say where that spot is. It's uh, will be um, we we'll call it tillfälligheter. Um, I don't know. Circumstance, circumstances, <laughs> or uh, uh... and and you can't uh, steer them. Yeah. It's like, so if you had pixie dust, you have uh, you have the ability to change one thing or a couple of things of of the Swedish system. What would that be? One thing was pretty now in the Swedish paper. It was like an uh, interview, like because we lost like semifinal, we lost the uh, bronze game, like in the general, and it was talked about. Okay, Sweden have played. I don't know, it was like 20 games and we only won two of those Sweden I won. So yeah. 
what's wrong? Why can't we win? And then you're pro- uh, talking about competing. Uh, I had a moment like, like that and how you could change it. And, and there we have a little bit problem in Sweden is that like we talk about compete mm. but i don't think it's the competing in games it's like competing in big games one it's one game you have to be the best at that game and for someone and i think like in canada and us it's more natural like those g- kind of games they have been like you have uh, get uh, from early age you go like or a triple a player or double a or stuff like that you have that you have to compete for a spot on a team all the time they used to compete and we're not used to that in the same uh what do you call it um, amount but we need to create more of that competing games when you, like and I had, when I was in Mulu, I was for a J18 team. I think we had the Born, Born 99 guys. Okay. And uh, there was a group who were like the, what do you call it? The, a little bit of Svermors uh, Drum. I don't know the English word for that. Mo- but, uh, mother-in-law's dream. Yeah. They were doing everything you said but a little bit like careful about everything they won't they w- didn't want to stick do anyone any hurt or something like that but good group practice really good but uh and we have pretty good success with him we played the semi-final in the and the junior with the 18 team and both the semi-final and the bronze game. I think we lost 1-3 or something, both games. And both games we lost in the first period because we was a little bit like felt how the game will go. A little hesitant. Uh, Yeah, and we were down under right away and those kind of games are really hard to come up from 0-2. It's not easy to turn around those games. So I had worked with the same guys the next year. When uh, what, year, were, what year was this? Uh, I don't have the. I've year. got the. I've got the. Uh, I'm. I'm just interested in kind of looking at personalities on that roster because you've 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 coached some pretty high profile players, but. Uh, but then the next year, when they was the second year of the eighteen, you have some white guys went up to the A20 and some guys was down in the A18. But then our born 0-0 came into the team. And they have totally different uh, mindset. They want to be the shit. And, and in that time, it was tough from the beginning because the born 99 didn't like the small guys who came who was a little bit cocky and competing and want to be the guy uh, but the longer the season went uh, they got the best from each other 
like the Bona nine and I want they have to uh, be more cracky um, and the born zero had to adjust to the 99ers and then we came and because of the year before when we were like in the semifinal when we came to the fi- uh, semifinal this year we had learned from the year before okay guys we can't sit and look at the other team what they are doing we have to be the guy who, who take the command uh, and if we want to win we have to be ready when the puck drops like and be a little bit cracked. and uh, that year the born 99 players they won the a18 and lots of guys played the a20 and they won the a20 as well so we were the first team who won both uh, a18 and a20 the same year and, and what you're saying is that it wasn't necessarily the coaching. Nope. Because the funny thing is that me, because you play the same day, J18 and J20, like we have played the final in the morning and in Saturday and the the semifinal was on Saturday at the evening. So I got ordered to, you can't play the best player hard. You have to just role so i had to like go and form line as much as possible i couldn't play the best plays the first power play and stuff like that in, and that's that in the final in the uh, championship but the guy was the compete level they learned so much from the year before to that year what what they needed to do to win games especially those kind of games and and that's the thing I think Swedish hockey need to do more. Get that uh, education of playing those kind of games. But if you like drop from, like lots of guys who play in the World Juniors, maybe they play in the Juniors and then they go up to their uh, senior team and they don't, the senior team doesn't play those kind of games either or that they are a player in the team so they can't go down and play those kind of games so the more that kind of games you can play you're gonna be a better at that type of games and, and i think we are not used to it that that's the problem why yeah. and and the juniors you only play it once or twice yeah so you don't have that much <laughs> practice um, from you know th- those players at that level. Well, and, and let me ask you this: so, out of a group of of so, let's say you now have a you a, a, a hockey gymnasium group, yeah, right. And out of those, uh, it's natural that they're 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 fragmented, meaning that this group may not all be. So, if you're the if you're first year versus second year and third year, they're not always playing together and they're not always practicing together because these guys practice with the J20s and out of those two guys practice with the men's team. And and so so the compete level in every practice may not be as, if you have the ability to have had that entire team, yeah. the compete level in the practice may be much higher. Definitely. And 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 you go back. You use the example of Marcus Nasland and 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 Peter Forsberg. 
I guarantee you it's kind of mimicking the 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 street hockey game or the pond hockey game when nobody wanted to go home. Yeah. And and, and they, they competed hard in practice. And, and well, there you have like one thing who Moodoo has the not many other hockey gymnasium in Sweden has, like because Moodoo was uh early hockey gymnasium. Like before Nio, it was only four in Sweden. Yeah. And uh, so we have a long culture about uh, every age group practice together in the mornings, not like yay 18 or yay 20. Lots of teams nowadays like play, they practice in the morning as well, yay 18 or yay 20. Yeah. But now it's like, it, who could be is that when you're the same age in like the morning, uh, and like you said, the lowest ranked guy in your age group can compete with the number one guy who could be a really, really good player. And he wants to show I'm as good as you. Then the compete level moves up because yeah. you have that uh, uh, environment in the group. And that you can't get when you if you only have your Y18 or your Y20 team. Yeah. So it sounds like what what I tell me if I'm wrong with with a takeaway from this, and that is, if I'm if I'm the most important part is for me to be looking inward to know who I am first of all, and and find a place that is going to fit me where I can be developed. But more importantly, I'm placed in a competitive environment with others that are similar. Or maybe a little bit better, but it's going to be a a. You're going to compete every day in practice. The higher likelihood that you're going to have success is going to be there, rather than you're going to be the best player on the ice all the time, or I'm going to be the worst player on the ice. You you, you, you it's the most important part is that no matter what no matter what rank you are is the compete level wherever you're your place that's in one way yeah but but at the same time it's like uh to find you have if it depends what kind of player you are as well like if if you are a guy who want to make lots of points then you have to make lots of points then you have to play the power play you have to do the to get your best out of it yeah uh, and but it depends how you can stay in, if you have the really, really good environment. But maybe, as you say, I come in and I, I'm number one in my team and I go and I'm number seven, eight. I can't, I'm not the first power play. Maybe yeah. the second. Uh, that's not good for a couple of years. But if I can get something else, who I need a lot for one or two years. It could be really good because then I can change the one. I got the best what I need, and then, but now I need to play. I need to be the best player because I. But then you have get the like you said uh, your culture of how you practice, how you do things, and so you have got something with you. But uh, play is you have to play to be the best creative player. So if you can get both of the worlds, 
but that's not many players who can get that. But yeah, uh, that will be the best. And, well, we're, and then, well, we're not going to solve all the, world, the the problems of the Swedish Hockey Federation today. No. <laughs> but if we could have more say so, we would be much better off, right? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Some, something, uh, maybe I'm not right, but I, I think I have even some thought about that what you could do or what we need more to to develop because that that's the thing everyone wants but but in some way it's the mentality is the little it's not a little thing it's, it's a big thing if you go on and succeed on the highest level and uh, and you can I saw a documentary about Ingmar Stenmark, uh, and like, and it's all about where he lived, close to where he could ski. He had his best friend Sigstrand, who was the neighbor, and he was out. I go out. They practice, they compete, and everything. You have that environment, and, and that's what you need. And, and last of all, today, and that's I'm sorry to say, but if you don't have the right home. If you don't have the parents who wants to drive you, do everything every weekend, every day, so you can fulfill your potential, then you don't have any chance at all. And it, it didn't hurt either that he had a, a winner's mentality. I don't know if you saw the the um, the episode of uh, Mestana's Mestana, Mestana when he was yeah. uh, standing in front of the 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 the. Uh, the the wall and he was nobody was watching but he was determined he was gonna be able to jump over the wall or jump yeah. up on it. and that's what he have developed under his childhood like how to do it and and that's what it is if yeah. you find that and uh have some, some and and that's why if you look at players so many like the small brothers who who are going to be good because they have like the big brother who they can they have been uh, with the parents looked at lots of hockey they compete at home they get beaten so they are pretty <laughs> tough mentally as well and uh, just uh... well it's just like a plant right plant or seeds have to be planted in the right soil in the right environment it has to have certain kinds of fundamental parts about the seed but so much of it, it's it's the environment that they're placed in, and then the re the rest of it is is watering and sun and 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 tending to that soil. Yeah, I think the same so thing is how do you grow a hockey player um, is the same way, right? Yeah, but it's like everything in life. What what do you have around you? I mean, yeah, and if you have parents who who have knowledge and or like have uh, know the business, how it works. You, your chances will grow a lot. Well, that's the that's the part that we try to help with here is educate, inform, and hopefully entertain a little bit. Thank you for being a second guest, first time, first person that has been a repeat invite here, and I I appreciate the conversation and and um, and and just the ability to kind of. Talk about junior hockey and 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 Sweden versus the U.S. and hopefully you got some 
you got some stuff out of it. Thanks again, Urban, and uh, and uh, we'll 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 stay in touch. Thank you, and I hope uh, everyone listening had something to say. Yeah.